Hello and welcome to Tammy Ginders. This is a programme where me, Beth... And myself, H. We go out and about, really, and find out about things around the Isle of Man. Those sort of things that we really have always wondered about. Which indeed is the name of the programme. I wonder if you've got any ideas, let us know, but anything is appreciated. So a bit of a specialist, we would say. It is. And this genuinely is one of those things that I have always wondered about. Um, we'll hear about it in just a moment. But suffice to say, it is a landmark in the Isle of Man that many of us will have walked past or at least seen from a distance. Um, something Somewhere very prominent. And we get to have a sneaky peek inside. More about that in just a minute. But also, as usual, we have another challenge this week. And this one went rather well, actually. It, it did, yeah. You were almost surprised. It's um, it's always difficult trying to find something or a case of do we use the ones that don't work or not, which are quite a few, or just use the ones that work. I mean, it's tempting to show all the ones that don't, but I don't know how interesting that is when something doesn't work. I think it's your face and your disappointment, which is so palpable. That, uh, There's one makes we've been trying amazing. for weeks now and I still haven't got it to work. No, it's, it will uh, work one day. It is. One it's, day. Uh, yeah. If you're a certain age and you remember the How programme on TV, you know the sort of level we're aiming at with these <laughs> things. But uh, yes, indeed. But uh, yeah, it's short and sweet, but it does work, which is the most important thing. More of that later on. But uh, first off, well, are we heading north? I think we are. This was the this was the driveway. Can you see the abandoned cottage? Oh, yeah. oh gosh, yes. Down the far end through the trees. So we should say, Beth, we're up north. Go on, this is one of yours. It is one of mine. This is one of those places that I've walked past several times and thought, I wonder what it's like in there. And I am just so pleased. This is one of the things I love about our job sometimes is that we can find the people who've got the keys and uh, who've got the, the way into places like this. So we have just parked at the Blue Reservoir car park. Uh, we're going to cross the road here. And we're heading up to Albert Tower. Wow. In the company of? Peter Bayton. Aha. Uh-huh. Blue Badge Guide. Blue Badge Guide? Yeah. Oh, gosh. See, I didn't even know the Albert Tower had a Blue Badge Guide. That's how yeah. ignorant I was. So is this something you've done for a long time or something you've taken up sort of I, recently? I, I'm a whole island Blue Badge Guide. Oh, and my I've goodness. been doing, do the... doing it for three years now. So you don't but... specialise in one particular area or...? Well... The Albert Tower is one of my specialities, and I have been up there once before, so today will be my second experience. And what we're planning to do is, in Manx National Heritage Open Days, uh, on the first two Fridays of October, the plan is that the Albert Tower will be open to parties of the public for the first time since 1945. Wow. That's quite something, isn't it? That is incredible. It should be a queue, I would hope. It's amazing. Well, it's four at a time and you've got to register in advance, but I should imagine as soon as the bookings open, it'll be gone within half an hour. Yeah, absolutely. I think so as well. So we are rather privileged, Beth, as you suggest. So we'll march on, we'll cross the road and we'll uh, come and see what we can see. Brilliant. Health and safety. It's still quite busy, of course, because it's uh, not quite TT yet, but as you can hear, fair amount of traffic.
So are there several ways to get to the tower? Or is, there, is there basically one, one route which we're taking now? Or can you go various other routes? You can go various other routes. Uh, the best route to take, if you've got the time, is the route that uh, Prince Albert took Aha. back in 1847. Marching in royal footsteps? Yes. Yeah. And of course, uh, right back in the, uh, in the eye at the moment, if you've been watching Victoria on TV, I haven't. I don't know if they actually will do the visit. I take it they won't do the visit to the Isle of Man. They're doing Crystal Palace the other day. Have you been watching that, Beth? Do you know, I haven't. I must go back and watch it, though, because I think the Victorian era is just absolutely fascinating. Oh, look, there's a run-down farm building there. Some great yeah. gates. But yeah, so, what, I mean, I've, I've heard about the visit to the Isle of Man, and I think... Is it true, Peter, that Queen Victoria stayed on the boat because she was felt too ill? That's right, yes. Is, is that not weird? No, it's fine. In fact, the reason that the Royal Yacht came into Ramsey Bay was that it was September the 20th, 1847, so we had equinoctial easterly gales overnight, and Victoria had been very seasick. So the captain decided to put into Ramsey Bay. The plan was to go to Douglas, where the red carpet was out. Of course, yes, that's right. I but no, I do remember that. Ramsey, Ramsey had to hastily reorganise themselves and greet the Queen. So um, the bishop, the Lord Bishop happened to be in Ramsey that night. So he got together with one or two locals and quickly wrote a speech. And they rode out to the ship, presented the speech to the Queen. Yeah. And at that point, Prince Albert decided he would like to go up yonder hill to have a look back at Scotland, if he could see it, where they'd been spending their holidays. And he said to the, he said to the oarsmen, don't row me to that pier, there's hundreds of people. Go but further south, down the beach there. So they, the, boat, the boat moored at uh, Balua, and they set off from there to climb up the tower through Balua Glen up to this hill called Lurgy Frissel. And when they got to the top, he stopped and had a look at the view and he said, Sie sollen ein Aussichtsturm hier bauen. You should build a lookout tower here. Actually, when he'd got off the boat at Balur, he was looking for a guide to take him up there. And there was the, Rams, the Ramsey barber, Thomas Quiggin, and his customer, Thomas Cubbon, he approached them and said, would you like to lead me up beyond the hill? And they said, fine. So the barber and the man with half a beard <laughs> led him up to this place. And that's when he said, you should build a lookout tower here. That's exactly what happened over the years. And of course, now it's a famous, iconic, shall we say, uh, landmark on the Isle of Man. Certainly iconic for Ramsey, one that everyone's, everyone has seen. And I suspect, yeah, which is coming back to what you were saying a bit earlier, everyone will have seen it. Very few people probably know a huge amount or have actually been in it or around it. That's absolutely right, yes. Um, when the guides got back to Ramsey, they, um, they informed the great and the good of Ramsey what the prince had said, and within two weeks a committee was formed. And within three weeks after that, they had collected £300 which in today's money is approaching £40,000 wow. now. I don't suppose you could build that tower for £40,000 now. Not easily. But that was a huge amount of money yes, to collect. There were donations ranging from one shilling to £50, and they did it. That's amazing, isn't it? And here we are, as we've been talking. We have been uh, 
getting closer to the tower in the sunlight. Do you organise the weather, Beth, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did my best. And I think, you know, I have not uh, disappointed. It, the forecast was for showers, actually. But it was. Right, sun always shines in Ramsey, though, doesn't it? Well, so they say. Lovely. So we are right at the base of the town now, so we've come across, like I said, across the road, come down the scenic path, although as you heard Trevor explaining, you can come other ways as well. We're right, right at the base of the tower now. now have, you, have you actually been around it? No, we come up here, as I say, quite yeah. often on, on family walks. I've never been in it. Um, and so, yes, yeah, just always found it fascinating. How long did it take to build, Peter? Two years. Gosh, that's not bad, is it? Yes, two years. So it was the 20th of September, 1847, when the prince came up here. And it was opened on the 24th of July, 1849. Goodness. And then, so when it was first opened, was it purely as a, as a, a sort of just a landmark, a memorial, or, or was it more of a tourist attraction? What was it actually used for? It was, a t- it was designed as a tourist attraction so that people could see the views around. I mean, on a really good day, you can see the Lakeland Hills and southern Scotland. So it's a really great view, as well as the background of our Isle of Man as well. Yes, that's even more to the point, isn't mm. it, I suppose? And so it, it operated as a tourist attraction. People, what, would, they, would they pay to go up? You paid sixpence, sixpence to go up. And up until 1939, uh, there was an ice cream stand outside every, every summer's day, anyway. Great. Are we going to bring the ice cream stand back when they have the open days? <laughs> that's a good idea. I'll have to phone a friend. <laughs> oh, I rather like that idea. It's uh, splendid. And yeah, it's Again, when you get close to it, like a lot of these things, it's in fantastic nick, it has to be said, first off. It's, someone's been looking after it. That can't have stood there like that for a hundred odd years in that nick. It's just, well, it looks like new. Well, it can't have done it. I mean, initially, when, when it opened, it, w- it was owned or taken over then from 1865 onwards. It's taken over by Ramsey Town Commissioners. And it is their emblem, isn't it? It is, yeah, that's right. But they're clever Ramsey Town Commissioners because in 1981, they sold it to the Isle of Man government trustees. And if you take a look at, look at the windows at the top there. They are new this year. It took some six to eight weeks to install them. At what cost, I don't know. But yes, I suppose it's one of these things when you're maintaining something like this, it's obviously cost is important, but I mean, the bottom line is, as you say, it's iconic. It's something that's been here for an awfully long time. It's part and parcel of Ramsey and yeah, and uh, it's doing its proud, I must admit, yeah. You videoing as well? Oh, well done. We, we are going to have some <laughs> photographs and video on the um, Mike's Radio Facebook Excellent. page, but I am just very eager to have a look inside. Okay. Can we go in? Is well, okay? don't get too excited. I am excited. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lovely. Can we head that way? Absolutely brilliant. And we must just say thank you so much to Peter and Trevor for organising that. I think I uh, was effusely uh, grateful if that is a, is, that's a term because it really is such I have actually. Um, it is <laughs> just one of those places that I have always wondered about going inside. Um, and lovely to think that actually you will be able to go inside there too in those open days, the first two Fridays in October. Although we'll talk a little bit be, more about that. They're going to be hotly contested, I think. Yeah, and there's only four people allowed. Places, so. As we will discover, it is... You know, space is limited inside and you have to be fairly physically fit as well. Mm. So that is something to bear in mind. Um, But isn't Peter a wonderful blue badge guide? I can imagine that his tours around the Isle of Man are just filled with facts and knowledge. And he makes it very easy for you to to follow what he's saying and to, you know, take in everything. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I I agree. And and it all sounds a wonderful job and he makes it sound very easy. But I always think, I think 
part of me thinks, oh, I wouldn't mind doing that. But the other part thinks, I don't think I'd remember everything. I'd start no. wandering off in Peel somewhere and say, well, of course, this was built in 1840, 50, 21, <laughs> 4, 3. I suppose it's a bit like radio, isn't it? If you say everything with conviction and often enough, people will believe it. And just chances are, 99, you can fool, you know, most of the people most of the time, but not all the people all the time. Is, this. is that what happens on radio, is it? So I'm told. I mean, not, <laughs> not Meg's radio, obviously. Well, probably won't go on about <laughs> that Other stations anymore. do Maybe. exist, so Maybe. I'm told. Uh, this is Tamagindis on Manx Radio. You may be wondering how this programme is still going. Sometimes I do. Uh, but one of the things that we do on a weekly basis is a challenge. And we keep saying, if you've got any suggestions for challenges that are, you know, within reason, obviously, we'll give anything a go, uh, do get in touch and uh, let us know. We're particularly fond of the little science experiments that you might have done well, as a child. do a little video that something safe obviously but just looks looks interesting or peculiar or, or fascinating you think how does that work yeah well safe is our watchword as ever so we're on to today's one okay so another challenge today and we thought we'd change places and uh, get miss espy completing her shades even though she's inside but it's sunny outside <laughs> it's sunny outside but today we're going to do a little um challenge on them what's well, resonance i suppose this one isn't it it's the old glass ringing Right. So we down here we have two of our best wine glasses. I'll come out to this other side a little bit. There we go, and a little bit of water in one. And we all know the your wine. So can you do it? You can't. Can't you? Well, you wet your fingers. Yeah, you're good right. at that. And getting in, and then you get that the glass to ring. So give a demonstration. Yes, look at that. A pro. Okay. And the idea is, if you've got another glass there, which is the same size, that will resonate in harmony with the one you're ringing. And we can demonstrate that by, you have a handy, yep, a handy cocktail stick. So if you balance that there. Okay. And if you start ringing the first one, that second one should either move or fall into the glass. Hey! And there it goes. How about that? That's very clever. It worked. That did work. The wonders of science, eh? (laughs) One you can try at home, just don't use your mum's best glasses. Although having said that, unless you actually use a reasonable wine glass, it doesn't work at all because you've got to get them to resonate. I tried it first off with just some cheap ones. Of course, they didn't work, they won't ring. Oh, well, there you go. But uh, one that probably works better visually. We will we put that video you could hear on it. the Manx Radio Facebook. But yeah, it was, okay. but seeing the cocktail stick go was quite exciting. It was. Anyway, let's head That's... back up north now then. <laughs> so here we go. There's a gate right at the base of the tower. Uh, so we can pop through here. Have you read the inscription? Here we go. Up there. Then I'll get Beth to read it because she's got better eyes than me. Albert Tower, created on the spot where HRH Prince Albert stood to view Ramsay and its neighbourhood during the visit of Her Most Gracious Majesty Queen Victoria and Ramsay Bay, the 20th of September, 1849. No, 7. 1847. That's very good. And you read that in the Roman numeral straight after you. I did, yes. <laughs> I did. She's cleverer than she looks, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so there's the uh, commemoration plaque, and above it, three legs, that was original as well, put at the same time? Yes, yeah. yes, it was. And the, um, the foundation stone, which is, I believe, that step. Ah, oh, right, okay, yeah, yep. That was laid on Easter Monday in... 1848 and the great and the good of Ramsey uh, brought a special trowel on a crimson cushion 
and they carried it all the way up Lurgy Frisall and they, underneath that foundation stone there is a glass bottle with various essentials of life. Wow, like a from, time capsule. From 1847, exactly like a time capsule. Goodness me. I don't suppose we'll ever know what's in well, there. That's, I was just thinking that. No one's ever going to dig it up, are they? they? Never. They, I mean, they, not in your lifetime, my lifetime, Beth's grandchildren's lifetime. I mean, who's going to dig it up? Well, we hope it'll be there for a long time. But of course, now we're all thinking, what's in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How fascinating. That's great because the Blue Peter one only lasted about 40 or 50 years. I know, I mean, it did, didn't it? <laughs> this has been here a lot longer and we don't know. Right, so here we go, just in through the door. Ah, so there's a step. So we're right onto the staircase in here, the stone stairs, a narrow staircase curling up. Wow, great. So it's better than the windows. It's somewhat lighter than going up Corrin's Tower, which is nice. And you've got a banister, even better. And Peter's counting. Oh, he is, anyway, because I'm not counting, so I don't know how many steps there were. Did you count? I didn't count. All oh, right, yeah, this is nice. Ah, and here we go. So look at that. Not a bad view. So we're up onto a lovely observation platform. Be nicely redone. And oh goodness me! <coughs> look at that over towards <coughs> the Ramsey there. Now, did you count? Fifty-seven steps. Fifty-seven steps plus the loft ladder. Oh wow! Yes, there is. There's another. <laughs> Yes, there's another ladder going upstairs as well from beyond here. But this is the main platform and Beth's busy. Hopefully we'll get some of these pictures up on the site. You can see some of the views from the actual top of the tower. And we've chosen a pretty good day and you can see right out, you can see the spread of Ramsey as well. You can see how it's grown a little bit things since uh, Albert was here. I think it will have done a little bit, yeah. But what a view. You can see Murray Park straight away and you just think goodness me the Victorians really knew what they were doing when it came to building didn't they the architecture just wonderful and you can see why it's called Royal Ramsey looking at it from here yeah you really do admire the view and it is you can see how it's grown but equally you can see across to maybe areas of the island that wouldn't have changed that much because you can see over towards the green fields looking back down south again uh, and again you can look out towards the sea where presumably the royal ship would have been uh, moored and then you go the other way, again you can look out over the plantations, over towards the course. It is quite spectacular, isn't it? Yes, you can see. You can see why they would have wanted to put a tower up here, couldn't you? And you can sort of see the reason why the tower is, is where it is. Yes, it's the ideal place for it, isn't it, really? And Albert was right to say, build a tower here. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was no fool, I must admit. And again, it's really, it has been, as we were just talking with Trevor before, it has been beautifully, uh, beautifully maintained. And these new windows we were talking about, with vents coming through as well, so they've been carefully thought out. So you've got nice window frames in keeping with the building, but you've got the vents down the bottom to let some air flow through, so it uh, works out very nicely indeed. And there's loft as well, so that, what's that? it almost looks like a bell tower up there or something. Sounds good. And she's at the top. Let's go and take a look. So this is a steeper staircase going right up to the very top of the tower. Still got the handrail. And then your head pops out, jack-in-the-box style, out the top. Goodness me. And there's a little ledge. And 
Your iPad will be there. Wow. Are you alright there? I'm alright here, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crawl onto the outside if I can. So daisy. <coughs> wow. Now that's it. Now we are at the very top. You can probably hear the wind a little bit blowing right by the battlements. You've got to be a little careful because there's some screws around by the side of the wall and there's some aerials as well on the top. Goodness. That's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. You can see uh, Ramsey Pier just jutting out there. We picked a perfect day for we it. We did, actually. I thought, yeah, didn't think it was going to be that no. good. You can imagine on a really clear day just how far you'd be able to see. It's a little bit cloudy out yonder, but... It is a bit. So it's, there are some electronics. So this is Manx Telecom equipment, we're saying. This is for phone equipment, is it? Or yeah. Yep. Yeah. So a perfect spot, I suppose, to be right at the top of the tower. Don't ask me what it does, um, but obviously it's very modern compared to the rest of it, but you can see why it's here, <laughs> and that it's got an uninterrupted spread in 360 degrees right the way around. So you, have you been to the top many times? you get up here often, Peter? Only, only, once, only once before. Um, it was a very interesting day that we could see a bit even more than we can see today. That was really? absolutely perfect. I should just mention that on the, on the opening day in 1849, we're told that some 3,000 people gathered in the market square and surroundings in Ramsey for the trip up here. But guess what? It was another horrendous day Surprise with France. gales. 515 passengers had set sail on Mona's Isle, a paddle steamer from Douglas, to get here. But it couldn't dock, so they missed the ceremony. So you, can, you, can, you get the sense of Douglas losing out a bit in this story, don't you? Because on the... On the day when Prince Albert arrived unexpectedly in Ramsey, the governor ordered an express coach to get into Ramsey, and he was coming down the Balua Hill just in time to see the royal yacht sail away. So he missed out on that as well. <laughs> well, I know, it's just one of those oh, things, though, isn't it? It just and wasn't it, meant to be, yeah. was it? And it is quite nice in a way, because you think often or at least in more modern times, shall we say, maybe sometimes Ramsey becomes the, the sort of the second part and everything seems to happen in Douglas. So in this particular case, you know, Ramsey scored all the points and everything was up north. And in this occasion, Douglas came second. So, you know, balances things up a little bit, which is quite nice. And so in the intervening time, it's been, has it ever been used for anything else or did it ever fall into disrepair in its history? Has it always been fairly well fairly It's well always been fairly well maintained uh, because uh, particularly in the Second World War, it was, it was used as a lookout post. <laughs> right up until 1945. Goodness. With the two airfields in the north, it was very important that there should be a permanent lookout up the tower here to spot anything unusual going on in the sea or in the air. Yes, absolutely, and you can see that would be absolutely perfect for it, I must admit, although I'd rather be here not during wartime than during wartime, I think. I think so, but yeah, what a place. This is fantastic. Yeah, really have you tried is. doing a 360 right the way around to show the view all the way around? I've tried. We'll see how it comes out. Oh, well done. Yeah, oh, that's we'll good. see. We'll see. But um, yeah, if you can make it to these open days in October, then it will be well worth coming up here to have a look and hopefully it'll be a lovely autumnal day. Absolutely. So just remind us of the, the dates and what's happening again for these open days later in the year. It'll be the first two Fridays of October. It will be organised by uh, Manx National Heritage. I intend to be the guide and I'll have two assistants as well and there'll be a maximum of four in each party well, as you can see there are four of us in, up here right now that's and that's it. enough yeah, exactly you wouldn't you wouldn't tend to get more no no definitely and there'll not. be there'll be six tours a day 10 11 and 12 2 3 and 4 o'clock 
And do people, do they, they apply online or how do they get onto the tours? Do they yeah, just turn up or online? They, no, you can't just turn up. Yeah. You have to apply online. Um, anybody who turns up unexpectedly, I'm afraid, won't <laughs> be going gonna be up the tower. Disappointed. Yes. You'll be like Douglas if you just turn up, yeah. I'm afraid. You'll be left wanting. <laughs> And you really wouldn't want that. Take the opportunity, if you can, get up the Albert Tower and see Ramsey from such a wonderful vantage point. Thank you again to Trevor and Peter for making that happen for us. A terrific stuff. Uh, quick time for a rummage in the Manx Radio Vaults. We go in, we rummage, we bring out a cassette. This one is marked Millennium. Oh. Uh, I'll get it going. Uh, it is Millennium Lap of Honour, 21st of May, 1980. Oh, right. Very timely, coming that uh, TT is going to be soon upon us. Well, I saw the box was marked TT, and other than that, I just dipped in. Oh. And I don't think I have ever in my life seen so many people on Glencrutchery Road before the start of an event. The press from the world are gathered here, and uh, what a tremendous feeling it is seeing those machines down there, the riders. Well, I can assure you they are there. There's so many people, I can't even see them. But I think somewhere in the middle of all the hullabaloo down there is Chris Carter, and I think he's fought his way through to talk to one or two of the riders. Chris? Yes, and who better to start with at this time than John Surtees, who's just uh, cleaning some of the flies from the last time he raced around the TT circuit off his goggles. How are you feeling, John? Fine. I'm rather nervous, I suppose. Well, have you actually been around the circuit this week just to see where, where the corners go? Well, I've been around in a car and I bought somebody's... Uh... Honda uh, six cylinder just to do a couple of laps, but a little of where they're going, but 19 years is a long while. It is indeed. Yes. What are the changes you've noticed uh, since your last road, road here, last race here? Well, of course, a lot of the sections are very much smoother, uh, and there's a tremendous number of sort of apexes of corners uh, being taken off, so that once you know it, there's a little more straight lining to be done. Uh, basically a general sort of speed up of a circuit. Yeah. Do you think uh, your lap today might uh, tend to make you want to make a bit of a combat or regulator motorcycle? You don't go back now. Well, uh, you're going to go forwards, forwards to what uh, will be a very interesting and enjoyable one. We'll quickly move on round now. Lots of people on the grid and uh, with his helmet firmly on his face is uh, Ralph Bryant. I don't know whether Ralph can hear me. What do you feel before this race then, Ralph? Well, that was always the problem with those uh, MVs. Once they got going, you couldn't hear a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wonderful Peter Neal. It's great to hear his voice again. And the great John Surtees as well. A wonderful, a fantastic bike rider. And, uh, yes, marvellous memories of that one. You know, that's going to be more or less it for another week. Where does the time go? I wonder. <laughs>